0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker coming to you from Perth in Western Australia. And with me is my co-host from Brisbane, Australia, Lindsay Adams. Hello
1: and welcome.
0: A special gift to all our listeners. Pop along to www.excellencepodcast.com. That's excellencepodcast.com. And download your free 48 page ebook called Building Excellence Ideas to Help You on Your Journey to Creating Excellence in Your Business and Your Life.
1: And today I am delighted to welcome Paul Dutois from Johannesburg, South Africa. Welcome, Paul.
2: Hi there, Lindsay. Hi there, Rail. Good to be with you, Chaps.
1: Now, for our listeners, uh, Paul is uh, an author, uh, a conference speaker, and he's a business presentations and customer experience expert. Uh, and uh, he's got an, an amazing uh, book, which has just been re-released called The Exceptional Speaker, but more on that later, because I know, Paul, you've got a wealth of uh, information. So, you know, one of the things that we, we've we talked about, you and I, in the past is, um, Business communication and the importance of um, making conversations count. Why is that so critical in business today?
2: Okay, so what what we generally do is that when we communicate um, from a business point of view, we we often allow our our emotions and our normal way of speaking to get in the way of clarity, and we often find ourselves in situations where. Um, we, we we're we're able to we have an opportunity to make a sale, or we have a short space of time to be able to influence someone. And because we haven't put together our thoughts properly, or um, we're maybe intimidated by the occasion, uh, we blow it. And one of the things that is I think critically important is that when you're going to be communicating, is to be able to do that in a clear way. And to know in the back of your mind um, what it is that you're going to say when if and when the opportunity arises and uh, one of the examples i think that we were chatting about was uh, let's say you've been wanting to chat to your boss who's a few rungs above you in the organization Uh, you haven't been able to get through to him and suddenly you encounter him in the passage and he stops and starts chatting to you and you have this wonderful 90-second opportunity to tell him what it is that you wanted to speak to him about now the question is: Are you going to take advantage of the opportunity, or are you simply going to blow it and get all tongue-tied and 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 what have you? So it's 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 really about clarity of communication, getting your thoughts clear, and in a sense, if there is an important um, occasion coming up, if you've got something planned, uh, to know what you're going to say, and of course to put your message across in such a way that you get the results that you are aiming for. And in the end, it's always
0: about Getting the results that you want. Well, Paul, has the art of of real communication started disappearing? You know, I mean, we 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 talk of the hundred and forty odd character Twitter that's now two hundred and eighty characters, and and people are are making shorter and shorter. You know, that they're communicating not verbally, but you know, an email or, or text with very short messages. You know, does that? Is that where half our communication problem comes from? Um, I think to a large extent. I, I was a
2: bit disappointed when they lengthened the, uh, the, 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 the Twitter characters that you could put in because I just felt that it was a real art to encapsulate your message in just a few characters. And um, I've seen it done. For instance, I'm a great fan of the band Steely Dan. And if you listen to some of their lyrics, they can literally tell an entire story in about four or five verses of a song. And it's ingenious the way they take you from one scene to the next scene in literally a line of lyrics. And that is the art of communication. Now, what's happened in recent times, and it's not really so recent anymore, is that since texting started happening... um, young people have got used to, and of course, those young people are now in their in their late 30s and early 40s, have got used to communicating with their thumbs. Uh, so the art of verbal communication, being able to get that message across by um, using your voice effectively on the phone or looking at someone in their eyes and just speaking to them and connecting with them, um, it seems to be, to a large extent, dissipating. So what I'm saying is that folk on average, are probably less adept at verbally communicating their message um, than they used to be, and that's really a pity because the art of verbal communication is incredibly important, and it's one of the best ways that you can persuade.
1: So you're a business presentations expert. So obviously you work with, um, I'm guessing, executives or, or people, salespeople, maybe who who have to present to an audience or their staff or perhaps a customer. Yep. What's a couple of tips? What's some ideas that um, that you could share with us that would make that more impactful? Okay, so
2: one of the things we found that, that has been pretty interesting is that um, a lot of folk will say, well, we, we don't really want to teach this person business presentation skills because they don't do business presentations. But what we find is that someone who maybe doesn't do a lot of business or doesn't do any business presentations, when they come on a program and they come off it, all their communication seems to be better because they're able to put into practice um, the most difficult skill possible, which is standing up and speaking in front of people. So I I would say that just from from a, a business communication point of view, um the, the, the trick really is to just do a little bit of planning if you have something that is set up that you, that, that you, that you need to do. In other words, um, things like, for instance, if, you, if you're going to be talking to a group of people and trying to pitch them on a particular product, uh, it's all very well knowing your stuff. But what you need to do is you need to actually plan and rehearse what you're going to do so that you come across in the most impactful manner possible. So one of the things that I um, recommend to people is that if they're doing some kind of pitch to rehearse it properly. But the other thing that that, that is really um, uh, critically important with communication is just getting your your nerves under control, um, being as natural as you possibly can, and just being able to structure your message, whatever it might be, in such a way that – it gets across uh, what you wanted to get across and it gets you that kind of desired result.
0: So, so Paul, Lindsay and I have been doing a lot of work, and Lindsay for a whole lot of year, uh, more years than me, using profiling tools and particularly the disk profiling tool. And, and, you know, and so the four behavioral styles, you know, dominance, influence, steadiness, and compliance. Yep. But a big portion of that is about communication and it's about preparing how to communicate for different behavioral styles. I mean, is yeah. that, you know, for most people, is that out of depth, out of reach? Or, you know, is it something that people are willing to actually try and implement and learn?
2: Okay, so you will know that there are a number of different Um, models of that nature. There's the personality styles, there's the social styles, there's the the DISC profile. Um, They all, in a sense, uh, fit on top of one another because you're you're looking at four different styles. And, And one of the things that we need to do when we communicate, and I find this critically important, is to try and tune in to the type of person that you are speaking to. So there are certain profiles of people that are in a hurry all the time. There are other profiles of people that um, need more time, for instance, and you can very often pick up just from the way they speak, uh, which category uh, somebody's office and they say, um, you know, and, and, and you look around and you see pictures on the wall and you maybe comment on a particular picture and they say, yeah, actually, that's my wife. Right. So now let's get to business. Well, then, you know, you're dealing perhaps with a uh, a high dominance person uh, on the disc profile. Uh, you're dealing with a very expressive person, if it's the personality or the, the social styles. And then you need to realize, well, don't spend too much time talking about the family or the pictures on the wall. Get going. So it's it's... It's a question of honing into that person. And just on the other end of the scale, um, if you have someone that has got a you know a whole pile of ledgers on their desk and you can see that they were busy with figures and what have you, uh, and you're dealing with an analytical type of person, um, then you, you're going to give them a little bit more detail. You're going to take a little bit more time and you're going to realize that you might be in for the long haul because you, you're dealing with a different kind of person. So tuning in to the profile of person that you're speaking to Uh, Whichever kind of methodology you're using, I think is critically important.
1: So, Paul, I know communication is underpins a lot of the work that you do, and you just uh, re-released the exceptional speaker, uh, which you co-authored with with Alan Stevens from the UK. Um, So, if you're going to present as part of your um, your livelihood, your job, or whatever. how important is it that uh, that, that you prepare? Um, you know, if you're going to give a speech, a lot of people seem to have the ability just to talk off the cuff and they go, oh, I'll just wing it. You know, which which way would you lean? Okay, so we regard preparation in
2: terms of delivering speeches as absolutely key, and I've tried both methods. I've tried not preparing Um I've tried doing a basic preparation where I put together my stuff. In other words, I've tried off the cuff. I've tried a basic preparation. I've tried the preparation that involves rehearsal as well. I can tell you that rehearsal always gives you a far better result. And you might not, um, people might not believe it. uh, But what generally happens is when you rehearse your speech for the first time, it's a mess. So, If you had given that rendition as your live uh, talk, um, then it was going to be a mess. Uh, what, What then happens is that if you do your second rehearsal, you're amazed at how well the second rehearsal goes because you need the second rehearsal in order to put into place all the things that you discovered that were wrong in the first rehearsal. Then if you're a really nervous type, do a third rehearsal just to give yourself peace of mind and use your timer and what have you. But as far as speeches are concerned, If you can do two or three rehearsals post-preparation, post-putting together your order and your structure and what have you, what then happens is that you get on stage and you just feel so much more confident because your brain has got used to the flow of what you're going to be delivering. You always know your stuff, but it's a question of getting it sorted properly, knowing how you're going to deliver it. Reordering things that didn't work in the first and second rehearsal, uh, and then being able to get up there and confidently focus on connecting with your audience. And the difference between rehearsing and not rehearsing is that if you didn't rehearse, you're going to stand there trying to remember what you have to say. If you did
0: rehearse, you can connect with your audience because you know what you're going to say. So, Paul, so a uh, number of people we come across as professional speakers and and people in business who go to the almost the extreme where they rehearse so much, they get flustered if they make one word wrong. So how do you as a speaker coach kind of get them out of that? I have to know every single word in the right pattern because that's just, that's just the most dangerous thing you can do.
2: Well, I I think you're referring to a large extent to the scripted speech and um, there there are still many people that do a scripted speech or they that they try and learn the scripted speech as much as possible so just to differentiate actors on stage will learn their speeches off-rote but we speakers often tend to use a bit more of a roadmap approach where if we're traveling from one destination to the next we know what towns we should be passing and if we don't pass those towns along the way then we're on the wrong route so you generally the towns represent each particular point that you're making but Let me say this to you, and that is that there are very, very few speakers today that manage to prepare and then leave so much time that they rehearse the thing to death. Um, In my previous book called You Can Present With Confidence, I've got an entire chapter on rehearsal, which I call the missing ingredient, because most people just don't get to the rehearsal. So the point is, what you need to do in terms of your planning is that all your planning should be finished two or three days before you deliver your speech, and those two or three days in between, are just for rehearsal. Now, the trick then is not to over-rehearse. We, we always go for the magical figure three. If you can rehearse three times, uh, you've generally got it. And one of the main reasons for that is that the content itself has always been in your head, and it's not so much a matter of what to put into the speech. It's actually a matter of what to leave out.
1: Yeah, good point, good point. So, so Paul, with the uh, the revised edition of the Exceptional Speaker, What's different? What have you added in? What's changed since the, the first version?
2: Okay, so that, that's a great question. So, um, so the book is called The Exceptional Speaker. The byline is how to deliver sensational speeches. So firstly, um, it's not only about delivering. It's also about the preparation side, planning, putting it together, and what have you. So there's been a number of things. Um, there's a chapter on technology, which has been completely revamped, Um. There, there have been a couple of other chapters which we've we've changed very much. We've dropped one or two chapters that we felt didn't um, warrant a chapter in themselves, and incorporated some of that content into other chapters. But the the, the big difference is the new chapter on remote speaking um, that we've added, and that does not seek to speak specifically about specific programs because or platforms because we know that those are changing. Uh, almost on a monthly basis. So what happened is that we we sought to cut out a lot of things that weren't necessary. <laughs> but then when we added the additional things that we felt were missing from the feedback and that that we've got from the first edition, we ended up with a book that had swelled from 243 to 350 pages. And of course, this is the printed cool. edition. That's so, it's a bigger a book. The book. The book itself weighs 756 grams. So, it's a pound and a half or three quarters of a kilogram. So, if you have the physical book and you're holding it in your hands, it feels like a real book. You could kill someone with it.
1: That's uh, that's that's quite interesting. I've never weighed uh, many books before. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting, fun fact. I mean, we, well, we're
2: going to... Alan was complaining yesterday that um, there's 14 books to a box and he was he's storing them up in his attic. And he, and he said that it was like three sessions at the gym. He said he couldn't believe how heavy these things were. I said, well, do you realize that with the you know, 14 books, you, you had 21 um, pounds on your back every time that you went up there? He said, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. So,
0: yeah. I mean, let me ask you a question. that Who's reading your book? So, Listeners listening to this who are in the corporate world they're not really professional speakers. You know who yep. is your target audience for the book? I mean, is it is it is it everybody who needs to communicate in some form or fashion?
2: Yeah. So professional speakers certainly. Um, and w- when we've held our masterclasses, we've actually had a few um, presidents or past presidents of the Global Speakers Federation. That attended the masterclass and got quite a lot out of it, um, and of course they then got a copy of the book as part of the masterclass. So um, it's really from quite experienced speakers down to beginner, professional speakers, people that are that are breaking into it. But we're, we're finding that um, folk that do corporate speeches are also finding the book tremendously valuable. So it's it's been described by some people as the encyclopedia. Uh, of, of professional speaking, which is which is really flattering. Um, but it, it, it has an incredible amount of information. And just to give you an idea, the way that the book started was that it was a collection of tips and blogs that we had to kind of pound into some kind of flow that would make sense. And um, the feedback that we got from the Amazon reviews, which were all five stars, was that we'd done an outstanding job. When we looked at it, um, after it had been out for about a year or two, we realised we could do a lot better in terms of getting the flow to run properly. So uh, that, that's what we've done, and we've the feedback we've got from most people is that it's very readable, very useful, and um, one of the things is that it's 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 very content rich. So it's the kind of book that you don't want to try and polish all five chapters at once. Just do one chapter, and put it down go for a walk, maybe sleep on it, and then do the next chapter the next day because there's there's a lot of information in it.
1: So, Paul, you mentioned a masterclass. Um, I'm curious, how, how long does that run for and, and how often do you run them? When's the next one coming, maybe? Okay, so the masterclasses are one-day events and we used to
2: tie them to a location. So we might run them in Johannesburg or London or Leiden in the Netherlands or what have you. Now, of course, they're online. So, we are we, we are scheduling them according to time zone. So, oh, for the okay second that. quarter of 2021, we have six that are currently scheduled for the second quarter. Uh, the first one, interestingly, is for Eastern Australia and New Zealand. So, that's going to be on the 14th of, of April. And oh. um, so, that time zone is going to be starting at GMT plus 10 Uh which means the New Zealanders can can sleep late and get up and, and start with us at 11 o'clock or something. But then um, the, the next one is based for the UK, South African, Germany, Netherlands kind of market. Uh, we've got one for India, Sri Lanka. We've got one for Perth, Singapore, Malaysia, that um, strata of time. And then the last two are Eastern Time, USA, Canada and Pacific Time, USA, Canada. So there are six of them. And they're spread out over the over the second quarter. It's generally a one day event, um, and the nice thing is that you you see the theory is in the book. So what the delegates get to do is to actually practice. So they'll they'll come online. Um, we, we we're going to cover some of the areas of concern um, that they have, and then the the second session of the day, which would be technically before lunchtime, uh, everyone delivers their own speech. It gets recorded. We play it back. Uh, we do some evaluation with them. So it's a highly practical session where people get some pointers on how to improve their speeches. And of course, uh, they're not standing live in front of us, but we can see their gesticulations, uh, the way that they are making eye contact, um, the, the craft that they're using online. And then of course, all the verbal delivery we're getting as well. So there's an enormous amount of feedback that uh, my co-author, Alan Stevens, and myself, and he's obviously my co-facilitator, that we can give uh, on these sessions.
0: And, um, okay, so for our listeners, we will put the full list of those dates because we we have about 50% of our listeners out of the APAC region, about 25% out of continental US and Canada, and the other 25 scattered from Europe um, Europe and, and Central Asia. So. We have quite a broad base of, of, of listeners. So um, once you send me all those dates, they'll be in the show notes, and anybody who is interested can pop along and look at those dates. And so hopefully your courses are overflowing with enthusiastic speakers. <laughs> That'll be brilliant. And then the, the, the website is
2: exceptionalspeaker.com. It's very easy to remember, um, and it's hopefully quite easy to navigate, and the schedule is all posted on there under Masterclass.
1: Okay, and I guess you could get the book there as well?
2: Well, anyone that partakes in the masterclass will get a copy of the book as part of their package. Right. But on that website, you can also get the book. Um, the, the actual hardcover version is can only be shipped from South Africa or the UK because that's where our stock is. Uh, but the EPUB or Kindle version can be acquired from anywhere on the globe.
1: Sure. So I'm guessing that means it's on Amazon as well?
2: Uh, the Kindle version is on Amazon, yes. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Okay. Well, Paul, um, it's been an absolute delight to, uh, to chat with you today. Uh, so um, looking forward to uh, hearing a wonderful uh, feedback on your, your program. So good luck with that. And uh, I'm going to pass you back to Raoul to close us off. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Lindsay. And thank you, Paul, for being our guest today on the Business Excellence Podcast. And for our listeners, there is a special free series of downloads available to you at www.excellencepodcast.com, including a 48 page ebook called Building Excellence to help you on your journey to creating
1: excellence in your business and your life.